self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists back for another episode. I'm trying to get over my morning. I'm really trying. I know what happened with your morning. Do you want to tell everybody what happened with your morning? Fucking Kingston bit me. That's what happened this morning. Evil little Chinese dictator. You know what? Ass. I ain't even gonna argue with you today about that shit because he on my shit list right now well, because good. of that. So fuck is, that guy. This is on record. <laughs> <laughs> I can always go back to this moment and just you could I can be agreed with for this situation. He deboned a bone from Remy from the puppy man, and then I went to go and get it, and he just lost his fucking mind. Bit me on both arms. My shit is sore. Got teeth imprints on my fucking arm. Fuck that guy. He in a cage right now. I'm in solitary confinement. Running his little, that little uh, metal can along the bar. <laughs> you wouldn't have these issues if you had a cat. You know, I don't want to, don't, let's not do this. <laughs> I think you should tell him about the website. Let's not get into cat talk. It can't be, it just, instead of coming and biting me up front, I'd have been asleep and he'd fucking clawed me in my sleep or some shit. No, a cat wouldn't have done that. Okay. I don't know why you convinced that cats are not evil and that they're not going to take over the world. Because I point. have personal, real life experience with cats. Okay. My mom was a cat lady. Right. But with kids. Alright. So it was weird. Okay. Well, we're going to see. When the world gets to overtake everybody worried about Trump, I'm still out here worried about these fucking cats. If the world is going to be overtaken by any creature, it will be cats. Yeah. I want to let you know. It will be. And you will fucking come to me. <laughs> trying to seek leniency for your fucking crimes against cats and your bullshit ass love for dogs, okay? Fuck them cats, man. Listen, y'all need to go to the website <laughs> www.conversationconartist.com and check out all of our podcasts, old episodes, as well as new episodes, as well as articles linked to the episode that is the current one. I want you to leave us some feedback on the left. You can hover over the mail envelope. You can leave us some uh, email feedback or you can subscribe to our newsletter. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. If anybody has sent me any uh, like tweets, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be better about being on I'm there. trying to get better at Twitter. This shit is... I, and I'll go on there and like, see somebody like tweet at me some shit. My phone is shit. It don't never send me no notifications. So I'll just randomly go on there and see like... Five days ago, somebody said something. Now I look like an asshole that's too good to respond. The I thing, promise that's not it. <laughs> the thing about my profession is I have so many beautiful, wonderful, amazing things to put on Twitter and Facebook in the form of statuses about my day. But it's all protected by HIPAA. <laughs> like, I, I work with clients all day. So yeah. when good shit happen or a kid say some good shit, I be like, I want to post this. <laughs> but then it's like, well... Everybody know I work with clients. If yeah. I posted this kid says something, they're going to be like, that's a client. And then my Facebook page ain't private. So any yeah. parent or somebody can come look up my page. And if it's like, it, it's a lot. I just have so much shit. See, my guess, shit is private as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way after I had a prisoner find me on there. <laughs> it's like, okay, no more. <laughs> no more of that. Maybe I just need to start writing this shit down in like a, a client shit memoir. <laughs> you know what? My supervisor talked. She was like, you need to write down all Because some of this shit you just can't make up. Yeah. Write down all of this shit. 
changed the names and she told me I should write a book. I should write a book because some of it, like I, some of it, you just can't. Man, I ain't creative enough to come up with some of these people's lives. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It is. But I do want to shout out a couple of podcasts. First one is Government Name Podcast. So good, yo. <laughs> Shogun turned me into the soul destroyer because of something I said. Uh, you turned yourself into the soul destroyer. He just put a fucking picture <laughs> to the person and the situation. This shit was so funny when I saw that. I was like, I was at work when I saw it, and I just busted out laughing. I looked like a crazy person because the shit was so funny. Like <laughs> for the sake of bringing it up, you gonna have to post that on the conversation on Facebook page. I am so y'all page. can see this shit because it's yeah. hilarious. So shout out to Shogun and Cole Jackson government. We're gonna be collaborating with them. We are next, next week. Yeah, the next episode actually. So, we a year in review type yeah. shit. So that I'm ex- looking forward to that. I I met Cole. I haven't met Shogun, and he the one that be creating all these motherfucking <laughs> memes. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> the next podcast I want to shout out is Talk It Out Podcast with KT, Gabby, and Joy. Now, they SoundCloud page say and Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know if that's somebody just that ain't on the show no more. So I know I'm gonna communicate with them. So who is Tuesday? <laughs> but is that her real name too? Like, is she like Wednesday Adams from I don't the know. Adams family? I've never met somebody with a day of the name, Me a either. day of the week name, other than Wednesday. I, I ain't never met Wednesday Adams, but she the only person that I know of that has like a day of the week name so i wonder if tuesday is like her podcast name or if that's her real name is she walking around named tuesday yeah they identify as a uh millennial focused podcast so i don't know how old they are but i like it i like the podcast and then we have a lot of debates about some of what they say that day <laughs> on their soundcloud uh podcast and page we just we talk we communicate about it and they have some good topics so check them podcasts out if you get a chance yeah They're cool we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer uh, on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our uh, Conversation Card Artist uh, Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. Um, we have one question today. This is going to be very interesting because Mr. On Point has some personal experience with this. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so the, qu- <laughs> the, the question is, uh, I've got a friend that has a 14-year-old son. She's getting married. She's never been married. The child is rebelling, and he and the fiancé aren't getting along. Fiancé has moved in. Son has said he wants him to go away. Just a basic question, what can she do for both the child and the man in her life? She's seeing a therapist with the son and eventually uh, she'll see one with the future husband. Okay, so I'm going to start off with saying about this question that it's a lot of missing information. Yeah, it is. What is this child's relationship with their father? Do they have a relationship with him? Is he active? Is he not active? Do he know him? Like, first, we need to know that. Secondly, we need to know how is the stepfather acting? Like, the stepfather that came in being like, Boy, you need to start listening to your mama. Or, you know, is he kind of just playing a nice, super-duper, great person role, you know, trying to get win the kid over and he just can't? And how is mama dealing with it? Like, it's a lot of variables. And was this a slow introduction? Because I know some of y'all be out here getting married, getting getting engaged after y'all been dating for two months. So, does how long has this, how long has this kid known about this man's present? Because if you just, like, 
spring somebody on especially a teenager I ain't, who is this random nigga you got moving in the yeah. house uh-uh. so that it goes into it as well how long has a kid known about like this is a possibility or did she just say hey I'm engaged gotta have a stepdad here he is <laughs> like, yeah like it's a lot of information that we need to know what she can do in yeah. this situation because it don't sound like it not happening is an option. Yeah. And I point. mean, the therapy is a good, that is good. Um, Listen, therapy is good for every problem. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Like, if you have a fucking problem, go to therapy. Yeah. I don't give a damn how secretive your family is. I don't give a damn that the history of counseling was rooted in white men and they, you know, done some secret experiments on black people. Don't let the Tuskegee experiments fuck you up. Like, I don't give a fuck. Therapy helps your ass. It does. Okay? So that's good that, I mean, I will say for the fiance, because a lot of times men especially are hesitant to, like, go to talk to somebody. So if he's willing to like go to the therapy whenever the therapist feels like it's time to bring him in. I mean, that they're making attempts. Because I know sometimes, you know, parents, the mama just be like, this is going to happen. This your stepdaddy, you need to get over it type shit. So at least she's making an attempt to try to come to some kind of mutual ground for everybody involved. But I did not know till right before we started to record that you had stepdads i yep. did not know that for whatever yes, reason i thought your mom <laughs> i thought your mom was just single your whole life like i i knew about your dad so i figured after him she was just like just go raise my sons like, no no it was not <laughs> it wasn't like that so i'm open book i don't give a fuck i like my life now i'm okay with it i got some places to go in my life but right now i'm good so whatever that happened has contributed to the greatness mm-hmm. okay to the awesomeness that is me yes so my daddy got locked up when i was three and that was the end of my daddy and my mama relationship as far as i know seemed to be a decent relationship but my daddy got a big ass bid like i went online and found like the dip, the disp- disposition or uh-huh. whatever that shit is, all of that. I found all of that stuff, and like he was supposed to spend a lot of time in jail. He got yeah. out for good behavior. He got out when I was like four, 13 or fourteen. So he spent like eleven years. Damn. It was supposed to be until Long. I'm about my age right now. Damn, <laughs> that he spent in jail, but he got out for good behavior. Now, Whew. subsequently, my mother was single, and when a mother is single, we all look for that void. And when you got children. That shit comes in the form of stepdaddy. And so, from my perspective, it was fucked up. <laughs> now, I've told in podcasts before that I went to church six days a week. Nigga, that. Let me <laughs> tell you something. Let me just. A uh, quick Roughly. sidebar. I. When I. When we had that conversation and you told me that shit, you know what? I was like, I was an asshole to my mom because she always made me go to one day and I was mad as fuck about that. Man. Six days a week? Nah, I don't want to do nothing. I don't even want to do something fun six days a week. That's a lot. We couldn't do shit Mm-mm. that regular kids. No, if you went to church all the and time. Then, I mean, and not only was it that we went to church six days a week, my mama is a devout Christian. Like, it's demons in our house. <laughs> Get my holy oil. We finna pray these demons out. She put little crosses on our head with the oil and just pray for two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just we went to church. It's we couldn't celebrate Halloween. 
Oh, you know. Well, yeah. My she mom didn't call devil eggs devil eggs. She called them angel eggs. <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm serious. I have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> like <sighs> that was my mom. <laughs> I mean, you think the shit would get worse as she got older, but it's kind of got better as she got I mean, older. How could it get worse than refusing mama, to call a dish <laughs> by its name? My mama is just a shell of a person Aww. because anything great that happens in her life, it was God. Anything bad that happened was, it the, was devil. the devil. She ran out of gas, called me talking about the devil acting up today. I said, no, mother, you are making poor decisions today. How many gas stations did you pass by? <laughs> the devil didn't keep your foot on that damn gas saying, I just get some at the next one. I just get some at the next one. It don't work like that. That's the poor decision making skills. <sighs> so, so I'm gonna assume she met stepped at number one in the church since that I don't was know where, where she, she met them. But they were preachers. <laughs> okay. Well self identified right. preachers. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their credentials to be preachers were. <laughs> All I know is that my first stepdaddy he was younger than my mama. He was like 26. While she was like 35, I want to say. And he was abusive. And we just never, we never knew what was going on. We was at the age where we didn't really know what was going on. It's oh, just yeah. some days we would go on long drives. We would leave the house and just go on long drives. And she always told us where we were going. We finna go to the store. We finna go to Walmart. We finna... So it was odd when she was just like, hey, come get in the car. We finna go for a ride. Yeah. When she did. And we would go to random places, some friends' house and stuff. But we never knew what was going on. So he was only abusive to her, not to y'all. Yeah, he was, okay. I don't even remember. Okay. And, and being so young, he had a younger sister who was in my class. That's fucking weird. Yeah, so. What that is. All that shit. <laughs> all that weird. shit was complicated. Yeah. And then my second stepdaddy. Greg, old punk ass. <laughs> this was when I was in high school and my brother was in junior high. And so he was one of them dudes that was nice as fuck before they got married. <laughs> when they got married, he was like, fuck y'all, children. <laughs> I ain't here for y'all. <laughs> Sit down, shut up. And hell no, I ain't giving y'all no lunch money. Because my mama didn't make enough money for us to have to eat, pay for lunch. We ate free lunch until he got married. And then he wouldn't give us money for lunch. Wow. Until they got married. So how did y'all respond to Greg? Because y'all were older then. So y'all could like. We we got into we got into it with him. <laughs> he sure. was abusive too. He was abusive too. Like. <laughs> I'm sorry brother. But. <laughs> one time. <laughs> he gonna kick your ass. <laughs> this shit was so crazy. One time. And I hate to laugh at abuse. Because it was fucking abuse. But. My brother went and fixed the sandwich and they got into an argument about something. And my brother was either extremely smart or very stupid. <laughs> I don't know. He said, y'all stop that shit right now. Now, I don't know if he did it out of stupid, ignorant passion because he didn't want it to stop or he wanted to divert the attention from them to him because it absolutely did. <laughs> they fight ended and it all went to him. Yeah, That's why I don't know if it was stupid it just turned out well or if it was methodical. Yeah. A history of my brother's decision making process we'll would indicate it. that it is not intentional. <laughs> it's not methodical. But it could have been for that moment. And my brother had a sandwich that he just made. And my stepdaddy said, if you're going to be talking like that in this house, you ain't going to be eating my food. And he said, put my sandwich down. 
And my brother said, okay, and put it in the trash. <laughs> that infuriated that motherfucker. Like, my stepdaddy went into like Super Saiyan level four of mad nigga at that time. And he power slammed my brother. Like, he picked my brother up and slammed my brother on the floor. Wow. Yeah, like, I was like, what the fuck? That shit was ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the kind of shit, that's how we got into it. But then, one time we went to Atlanta, and this is how I saw the other side of the issues. It's never a reason for, never a reason for, you know, domestic violence or hitting somebody. Keep yeah. your fucking hands to yourself, especially as it pertains to my mama. But we came back from Atlanta, a trip in which me and my brother spent literally every single second of the day with him. It was not a time in that day where he was separated from us. Mm -hmm. But when we got home, my mama was asking me and my brother questions about whether he was he left us at some point or had went somewhere else because she was thinking that he had messed with a woman or something like that. And he, she just kept asking us questions and asking us questions. And then we heard them escalating. So we older, we grown, we kicking they door like what? <laughs> and then he hit her in the face with a shoebox. <laughs> and then my brother jumped on his back and then it just turned into a big situation. Like, listen, fuck stepdaddies, okay? First off. <laughs> now, this comes from my personal experience. If if you are a good ass stepdaddy out there, great. Be great. But just the circumstances that revolve around children and men that you expect to accept your children is very complicated it is that is a situation that you know you need to take seriously and you need to introduce your kids to these motherfuckers early you need to know that this ain't gonna be a situation so ideally let me tell you how this situation would go from my opinion as a child on the side of of the child side of fucked up stepdaddy now, that, not to say, I know people with great stepdaddies. Yeah, like, there are people that have, the mom gets it right the second yeah, time but around. And not only that, but the way the mom handled it and introduced it makes yeah. it a big situation. So, if you are you have children and you're dating men, there is a certain point at which you need to introduce your children to the idea of you dating somebody new. Yep. And make sure that you've had conversations with this man about how he feels about taking on the responsibility of somebody other children. Children, including talking about how he was raised, including talking about how his uh, ideas about raising children are, including all because it's critical time now. You have children. This ain't like you talking with somebody that neither one of y'all have kids, and y'all yeah. are having a conversation about those ideas about kids. You have kids now. You can't really risk bringing somebody into a situation that don't have the same ideals as you, yeah. that don't understand child rearing like you do, and don't understand your goals and what you're trying to accomplish with raising your child. So, you need to have those conversations with him. You need to have those conversations with your children. Now, it makes a big difference how old your kids are. Yes, if your does. kid is one or two years old, that's different. You can bring somebody into their life and They'll grow and not remember a time in which they didn't exist. Yeah. When they eight and nine or fourteen. <laughs> exactly. When they eight and nine, it's a specific way you gotta explain the world to them because they don't have concrete operational thinking yet. They ain't really they gotta understand things in an eight and nine year old way. And it's different when you get to fourteen, fifteen, when teenagers. Yeah. Because not only are they own hormones developing and changing, but uh, so which that will cause some aggression that will cause some issues just merely being a teenager with no 
conflicting uh, complex situation going on but you're bringing another man into their life so the role and relationship that they daddy play is important like this has to be methodical it has to be planned out yep. and I know a lot of women don't want to bring men around their kids early but when it starts to get to a certain level of seriousness they need to come around I mean your kids do need to understand that you can date people yeah, and it not work out yep. and they move forward you don't have to keep those people a secret until it's to the point of seriousness where you know that it's now a solidified relationship. Exactly. <laughs> to where it's a solidified relationship and now you want to move forward. All these things have to be considered when you have a child. These are things that my mom did not consider. With my first stepdaddy, we they were just married one day. Oh, hell no. That's it. They were just married one day. I mean, true enough, we were young enough where we didn't really understand dating. I don't think we had to understand dating. Yeah. But it was just a dude moving in at some point one day. And the second stepdaddy, it was... We might have went to the movies with them twice, but that's it. Wow. And he was nice. Of course he Super was. Super duper nice. Yeah. And once they got married, the game was fucked up. Once he got married, he's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I want y'all. You know, so it's a difficult situation. You have to filter out dudes that ain't going to be responsible enough, caring enough, or... Or understanding it. Because it, yeah. even when you do it in the best of ways, there's going to be some friction. There's going to be some, some growing pains in trying to get to the point where you need to be. And so it needs to be somebody that's going to understand it. And obviously he, you know, shouldn't have to be fucking disrespected, but he needs to understand like this is difficult for a kid to understand that, you know. Yeah. And so he's not going to automatically be like, all right, cool, stepdad. Some kids are like that. Most of the time that is not the way, especially not with boys and their mom. Yeah. They're a lot less, especially teenage boys, a lot less likely to just be like, hey, dude, great. You're going to marry my mom? Cool. And how has the mom's relationship with the son been? Yeah. Has it been you the man of the house for the last 10 years? I fucking hate when people you know? do that. He is a child. He is not the man of your house. That is your son. I mean, be- I understand what they're trying to accomplish. But in the context that you do bring a man into the house, that's going to be direct conflict, direct competition. You know, you're going to end up with bike marks on you like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still salty about this. You're going to be salty for a while. Yes. So it, it just takes a lot of different combinations of how you deal with that situation. You know, but at the point that the listener letter is at, therapy is the way to go. Yeah. Helping the, uh, hopefully the therapist can help the child understand how these things progress. Hopefully it's not rooted in issues that already exist between the child and mama and and, and a a man is coming into a situation that's already fucked up. You know, I mean, because that happens a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing about it is, I know the way that I've talked about my experience (laughs) has been really, really salty and aggressive, but but everybody's experience isn't that way. Well, you know, and I know, I know, but my life, I feel, has been swayed by all of those things, and I like where I am and who I am. Yeah. And so it's helped me as it pertains to relationship. It was just a lot of days that we went to my grandmama house and my mama cried, and we yeah. just sat there. Like I know I don't want to see that in a woman, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be the reason that a woman ever does that. And maybe my ideals of how I feel that way is because of those nights. Yeah. I mean, as humans, I know we all hate. To learn life lessons and become better vicariously through pain. Yeah. But those are but, the lessons that stay with you the most. Yeah. And life is going to give us pain. Yep. And if we're going to have pain, it's just my philosophy that we got to get through it. We got to move forward. We have to get something through the pain. Yep. 
I don't want to just hurt. Nope. You know, and, and nothing come from it. So for me, it, it it crafted some psychological ideals and ways that I think. Even my daddy going to jail, it's crafted who I am. And those experiences, you know, helped me. And so, that being said, <laughs> I don't want to be a stepfather. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm at the age where I can't really be picky in yeah. this world about whether the woman I date have children or not. And for the future woman that I date, if you happen to have children, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's not ideal for me. <laughs> you know? No, me, I don't want to be nobody's stepmother. Like, I just, for a number of reasons. Now, I think it would be easier for me than you because more than likely, me being stepmother, I'm going to have to see these kids every weekend, every other weekend because usually mom has custody, whereas you would be with them most of the time if you were stepdad. But I just, and I know I've had to kind of let this go, but I just always wanted my first kid to be his first kid too because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and i don't want you to know what the fuck you're doing either like i want us to like I, figure this out together. a man rarely gonna know what he doing even if he got fucking kids okay <laughs> <laughs> so for me that's my problem like a woman is like she been raising this kid this kid been with her the whole time yeah. and now we have a kid together she's like oh you're doing that wrong like that would murder me <laughs> that it, I, I, it would murder me that would be hard as hell you know, but like, and then these crazy family dynamics because can you genuinely treat the stepkid the same way as your child? I don't think so. I and think like, some people can. I'm not gonna take away that possibility I from think people it's who hard are doing because it because, like, I just again, I ain't never had no kids, but everybody that I know that has had kids talks about that immediate bond that you have with this thing that you created that has your genes. And you're there from the beginning. Like, I think it would be hard. I think it's possible, but I think it's going to be hard to match that love, especially if it's your first child that you've ever created. You made that shit. Well, <laughs> I would tell you, I'm more just a myth, I think, about loving both of your kids the same. Oh, well, no. I, I mean, I don't think you can, like, love both of your biological kids the same. Hell no, nah, because one of them going to be an asshole. I think I'm my mom's favorite. I'm gonna just put that out there. If any of my brush, my brothers are listening, fight me. I think I'm the favorite though. Listen, I think that if you got multiple kids, you need to find something in your kids to love that's different for each kid. <laughs> I love you for your artistic creativity. You are so artistic. You are so creative. But that kid need to be the only creative one because if this other kid come out with some masterpieces, now you fucked up. Because now you like, damn, this motherfucker better. But I be telling this motherfucker that they got them artistic and creativity is why they my favorite so you know i love you for your intelligence and your knowledge seeking desires you just desire to be so not like y'all need to find something to love about all your kids and love the shit out of that shit <laughs> you know like because you're not gonna love them the same some of them go, they just gonna have different personalities yeah. let me not say you're not gonna love them the same let's say that you're gonna allocate different amounts of love to each of them Given at any given different time, is it love or relatability? I feel like you just are able to relate better to some of them than others. Like I feel like, like my younger brother, my younger brother, I, me and him are very close. But I feel like my parents are kind of like, "Where the fuck you come from?" He in the anime, he he like draw like. The shit that he's into is not shit that neither one of them can comprehend or understand. So I'm sure they were just like, 
I don't understand you. <laughs> I, don't I know guess who we you can are. say. I guess we can say levels of love would be the same, but the re- levels of relatability would yeah, be different. I feel like but, it's relatability that keep. I mean, I think you love them. It's just like I don't understand you. I don't but know the way he has perceived that yeah, is going to be, be from love. the lens of love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's they. If you don't spend as much time with one child, the other child gonna feel like you don't love me as much as you love him. Yeah. So realistically and you know rationally, we can say yeah, it's relatability, but. From the kid's perspective, yeah, that's what you gotta try like to fill love. in the blank. Yeah. Four. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think that it's possible, but I think it would be a little hard. Again, because it's there's so much you have so much more invested into like your kid. Like you literally have fucking DNA. Like that's that's part of you. You made that shit. You created this. This is like your creation. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Frankenstein in this bitch. Like <laughs> Yeah. And that's exactly how I'm going to feel when I have a kid. And it's probably why I don't have any kids because I'm <laughs> immature. I'm going to feel like Dr. Fred. I made you. I made you. You. I created you. <laughs> you cooked it for like nine months. And look at this. Look at how amazing you took. You got eyes and feet and, and arms and shit. <laughs> and now you bite me. <sighs> and you bite me. Fuck that guy, man. <laughs> don't do Kingston like that. Look, you only all morning. I just been walking around like I can't fucking believe you. Ten years, I gave you ten years of my life. You little fucker! I was so mad, man. And Remy was just like running around like it ain't me this time. It sound like you 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 need to be singing Mary J. Blige, not gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Working every day of the week. This nigga just had a UTI. I just dropped bank to get him better, and you bit me. Could have let you die. <laughs> sorry (laughs) listen it's hard for a step parent Mm -hmm. we talking we've talked crafted this from the male or from the perspective that the male is the step daddies I guess but because it's so rare that it's not rare Mamas become stepmamas. But stepmama too. But it's like like I said, you're not gonna have the same. Usually, you're not gonna have the same amount of time spent with your I'm not gonna have the same amount of time spent with my stepkids that you might because like I said most of the time moms get primary custody yeah. dad get visitation so they're not me and and my husband are still gonna be able to have our me time with the kids ain't there because they're not our, they're not both of our kids and so they're gonna be with their mom you on the other hand are gonna get like a weekend where you don't have to interact with these kids you know what I say you, mm-hmm. you gonna be picking them up from school and taking them to soccer practice like that type of shit I wouldn't necessarily be doing that. It depends on like what the custody arrangement is, but most of the time, mom gets primary custody. That's just yeah. how shit works. So, it it just looks a little different. I feel like when you're a step now, unless the mom was fucked up because that happens, and like the dad got sole custody, then yeah, that's the situation. And that's just still still not a common situation. No, it ain't. It's like not. it's hard to be the. It's hard to have to love a child vicariously through the love of their mama. Yeah. You know, and all relationships can grow, you know, but you as a step parent have to come into that situation with an open mind and an understanding that this child is not looking for a replacement for their 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 parent that's not there. Yep. And you have to be willing to adjust to the that child and that mom's life. 
And that's not going to be easy for you as it's not going to be easy for that child to accept you. And it's not going to be easy for that mom or that father to maintain that balance Yeah, between how to bring these two people closer together. I wouldn't even want to be like mom. I would want to be red. Just call me red. Just I'm red because you have a mom and I'm not her and I'm not trying to be her. I'm 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 red. I would I would just have them call me like by my first name. I wouldn't even want to be stepmom. Take too much shit. Just I mean I I wouldn't I would just be red. Like it wouldn't even have to be like like Miss Red because. I ain't one of them people that like give a shit about like my I don't have my clients call me miss they just call me by my name they like I don't say you gotta say miss red miss red like some of them will because like they just uh, parents have raised them that way but I just I don't feel like I don't feel disrespected if you don't say miss like oh, I'ma knock you out that's that's how she feels <laughs> about that shit but I don't so I would be completely okay with them just calling me red like just call I'm red my, that's your mom me and my brother been calling our mama by her first name I know and like it's so weird every time when I first, when you first said so I was like who is he talking about and then you're like that's my mom <laughs> You don't just call her mom. <laughs> my mama checked out a mama role when I was about fourteen. She stopped responding to mama. I wow. promise you. So we started to have to call her Amy. I mean, that's just that's just what it was. That's so funny. Because I was like, who is this? He keep talking about. He was like, it's my mom. Okay. Yeah, she checked out so fast. That's she checked out so young so in, the, in the parenting funny. game. Wow. But yeah, like. Now, as a, as a therapist, I will say that these are things you should not do. You should not force a child to call another a, a step parent, mom or dad. Nope. You should also not do that with foster families. Nope. You should allow those children to do those things if they gravitate towards them themselves, but it's not something that you should push them to do. You should also not change their last name from the name of their family of origin just for the hell of it. Nah. Like, the child already don't and this for foster families and step families the, in a lot of instances these children don't have that much to hold on to of, of something that they desire to have and, and their family and their old family changing their name ain't gonna ain't gonna help you know them in developing you know unless they want to these are things that like you got to get out of that traditional parenting role when it comes to these situations you mm-hmm. got to ask your children some questions yep you got to communicate with your children in ways that old school parenting don't say that you should communicate with your children in. You gotta let your children in on these things so that you create the best situation for the child, yourself and that stepdaddy because the worst case scenario for you is you got these two people that you love that you see that can't love each other. Yep. And a part of it might be because you didn't necessarily handle it right. And now you got a step parent that absolutely loves you but that love for you is being stifled by this poor relationship that they have with your child. It, it, even though they want a better relationship with that child and may even want to be a father figure or mother figure for that child, but can't because of it. Yep. And then you got a child who might feel that they're pressured into accepting somebody that they genuinely don't want to accept because they weren't ready or yep. they weren't communicated or it was a surprise or this person is an asshat. <laughs> that's the that's violent. And not respectful of the mom or the dad as you believe they should be. Yep. And they ain't got no damn business respecting their ass <laughs> no way. So, I mean, you have to communicate with children in a different way yep. to get the positive results that won't leave you in, in that bullshit. Yep. Or none of y'all in that bullshit for that, for that matter. So, that was our very long answer. 
<laughs> to, as, as they usually are. <laughs> so, if you know, you- when I was about 26 or 27, <laughs> I had a clause that said that I would not date a woman with children old enough to say you ain't my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that has changed since well, I've turned 32. It has to have changed. It got to. You know, well, now they can't be old enough to be in concrete formal operations, which is about 12. <laughs> so, you know, we, we moving along. It's, you have to push it back the older you turn get. Turn into a situation for the fucking uh, and I'm old enough now for women to have kids that's about to graduate high you school. You are fucking right. That is crazy. Sometimes I sit around and be like, I, uh, I can have a kid that's graduated from high school right now. Girls that had kids at 16 and 17 oh, yeah. that are my age now, yeah. they kids are in high school. Yep. They kids are old enough to cuss me out and there ain't nothing <laughs> I can do about it. <laughs> like, it's I ain't trying to hear that shit. Nah. But if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. Um, I don't know what fuckery to begin with. You know what? I'm sorry. This can still go back. You know what the worst thing would be about a teenage stepkid? What? If they came home with that bullshit trying to put put a nigga on world star and <laughs> roasted a nigga <laughs> like bald headed face ass. You know what I'm saying? Like going at my like, what can I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that would be the worst. Always being recorded. Getting pranked. Oh yeah, the kids that uh see. <laughs> That'll be the worst. It would be the worst. It really would. Totally. But anyway. I don't what know. What fuck are you finna start with? Um, uh, let's start with Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is uh, of all the, the, the rap beef that I have seen this year you know you had Meek Mill and Drake and that whole thing of all the rap beef for 2016 this is by far the most fucking ridiculous and pointless Soldier Boy is beefing with Shia LaBeouf you heard that right folks Shia LaBeouf from Transformers fame the actor <laughs> beefing with fucking Shia LaBeouf. Come on now. Well, I don't even know what how to what Soldier Boy banned Shia LaBeouf from any hood in Atlanta. Soldier Boy. When the fuck would he have been in the hood? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what the f- Why Can the you fuck? imagine Shia LaBeouf walking around and fucking Collin Park? Look at Come on. Like this passive ass beef. Like, how are you going to ban somebody from somewhere they never going to be at? <laughs> That's stupid. This motherfucker made a video. He got all these guns and shit. Like, and the thing is, if y'all haven't heard the rap that Shia LaBeouf made that 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 started all of this, it's the most... Like, I could... I listened to it to see if I could understand why Soulja Boy was so pressed. I... It sounds like exactly what it was. Uh, uh, a very white actor, you know, rhyming some words together. Like, it was not... From his own perception and understanding of what rap is, it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. It sounded fucking ridiculous. And, and he said something in it about Soldier Boy, which made Soldier Boy mad, but... 
if Soldier Boy wants somebody to be mad at, he can go find 300 people under his own fucking videos on YouTube. <laughs> Pretty much. At least 300 people. That just that's said worse shit. shit about him yeah, roasting worse. his ass. <laughs> it's a lot of places he can go. He can come to these podcasts. Yep. He can go find people to be mad at. Especially now after this bullshit, because I feel like you finna be talked about quite a bit, Soldier. Because it's ridiculous. It's so fuck like, you beefing with Shia LaBeouf. That don't even sound right. Shia LaBeouf is embroiled in a rap beef. That doesn't even. <laughs> Listen, Soldier Boy. You star somewhat on reality TV. And he, oh, you know, he said he too good for. He said, he said, love and hell hop too ratchet for him. Really? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> you make beats, <laughs> you create dances and shit every now and then. You put out mixtapes with horrible names and terrible artwork. I guess whenever you fucking feel like it. Stick to that shit, okay? <laughs> I don't know why you have to have this goon persona like, I would get away from that shit if I had the money to not be a goon out here. If I was in that world, I would leave it. But you not a goon. You gooning on Shia Buff. But like 90%, no, I won't say 90%, it's a lot of motherfuckers out here who has personified the idea of that goon life but it, that ain't goons. No, and, but at least they they beef with Young Thug. Young Thug and the whole Lil Wayne, and that made sense, right? Obviously, Young Thug dressed wearing ass wasn't finna really do shit. Nobody thought that he was, but that made more sense that he was coming at Lil Wayne. It makes no like this. You don't even look like a goon. You look like a crazy person. You look like a crazy person telling Shia LaBeouf not to come to the hood. He wasn't going to. <laughs> like he wasn't finna do that shit anyway, nigga. Like what? You telling him to stay out of some shit he was never going to be in. He was never going to be in. Unless they were shooting Transformers in the motherfucking hood. That he ain't got no reason to be there. He wasn't going to be there. <sighs> Soldier boy. <I'm> <laughs> Every time. First he was talking about he signed a $300 million deal. And I said right then and then when I read that shit. He full of shit. It, and, and he was full of shit. The deal said that he couldn't make any more than $300 million, And it was for some kind of fucking online gambling shit. I knew wasn't nobody finna pay no motherfucking Soldier Boy $300 million to do nothing. Not a motherfucking thing. Soldier Boy? Nah. Now, you you beefing with Shia LaBeouf. After you, you call Love and Hip Hop Ratchet. It ain't even no beef. No, it ain't. Shia LaBeouf gonna put on his goddamn <laughs> boat shoes, his goddamn <laughs> polo shorts with all the look like 300 polo horses on it. <laughs> he gonna put on a goddamn polo and go on a boat and not give a fuck about shit nope. while Soldier Boy is recording videos <laughs> about Shia LaBeouf not being able to come to the hood. <laughs> Soldier Boy, you just unfortunately was the chosen one. I don't think Shia LaBeouf got no fucking deep hatred for your ass he was he, rhyming words together he would use anybody <laughs> that goddamn rhymed with what he was trying to accomplish at the time you need to recognize that shit because that's all he was doing rhyming words rhyming words together <laughs> it's it <laughs> you ought to be embarrassed yes you I'm should embarrassed be embarrassed for for beefing with Shia LaBeouf <laughs> you should be why it's so ridiculous he, first off, he ain't even in your profession. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know how the fuck you got in your profession, true, but he ain't in your profession. You got in there somehow. You snuck in the back door. Somebody let your ass in in the back of the club and you got into hip hop and rap. And now you established yourself as a rapper. He ain't even in that shit. For you to get offended by a freestyle or a rapper, whatever he did, you shouldn't. You should be embarrassed for that. You have let somebody outside of your field with no experience, who white as hell, who put the whitest freestyle out that he possibly could, you let that motherfucker trigger your fucking hip hop beef with him. It ain't even a hip hop beef. Nope. I would just assume that the beef would have to be between two hip hop motherfuckers <laughs> to be a hip hop beef. <laughs> This is a what the fuck beef. It is, and I bet he unwarranted. He sounded what Daniel Radcliffe, who was Harry Potter, was on. I think it was um, Jimmy Fallon's show, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and he did what is that song? With it's a rap. Somebody like it, it goes through the alphabet. Yeah, he did that shit. Like he know that shit. Did it amazingly. Sounded great. Shia LaBeouf sounded like just what he was. A white boy rhyming words together. When no it didn't it just sounded like somebody rhyming words. It didn't even sound like rap at all. He was just rhyming words together. And then you get so in your feelings or you see this as an opportunity so motherfuckers don't forget about you because I gotta be honest, hadn't thought about Soldier Boy in a very long fucking time. Couldn't give a shit about that nigga. So you saw this as an opportunity to like make people take notice again but look at what they taking notice of that you have a beef with Shia LaBeouf I can't say that uh, enough Shia LaBeouf what the fuck is that that's ridiculous and sad very sad yeah very fucking sad soldier boy I just I don't know whatever So Tommy Lauren oh, this and Trevor Noah, I think I talked about this a little bit last week. They had an interview, you know, it was about all the bullshit she be saying on her show. And, you know, Trevor Noah kind of, you know, blasted her a little bit, challenged on some of her ideals. It didn't get nowhere, you know, because I think she really truly believed that shit. I think her platform has put her the way she believed that shit. And I think that if she want to continue growing her fan base, she can't really stop thinking about that shit. Nope. So she have reasons that she need to stay as fucking narrow-minded as she is. Yep. She don't need to change for the, from the perspective of a business model that she's for her moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, after all this, a lot of shit jumped off because Black Twitter went in on the Trevor Noah and then Charlemagne the God jumped in there. Charlemagne is a member of the Breakfast Club. He is a member of the podcast, The Brilliant Idiots. And every now and then he do a pot or do interviews on DJ Vlad Couch. That's yeah. where I watch him doing interviews because that's where he make the most fucking sense. I really feel like on the Breakfast Club they don't told him we need you to you know be a little bit more controversial or you know say some weird wild things every now and then because he literally say shit on the Breakfast Club that he don't say nowhere else. It, it don't make sense to he me. He tweeted out that black women should be more like Tommy Lauren. So let me let me let me let me go down the timeline a little bit more. So what happened with Trevor Noah is the Daily Show sent her cupcakes for appearance, thanking her for appearing. Appreciate you for coming. Gigantic big ass pink ass cupcakes. Yeah, they were big. They 
probably wasn't delicious, but they were big cupcakes. And on Instagram, she thanked Trevor Noah. Yep. And so, black Twitter, Instagram, the whole internet, the whole world of black people thought that he sent them an apology or being apologetic for going so hard on her in the interview. And so, they started going at him on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. To the point that he had to come to the Breakfast Club to explain himself and let them know, I didn't send her no cupcakes. My problem with that is... I don't believe in I believe in communication. I'm a fucking therapist. You know what I'm saying? I don't communicate so I'm a therapist. I'm a therapist because I fucking communicate. Yes. I believe in communication. I like talking. We need to have open dialogue if we want to understand shit. Mm-hmm. Just like we said earlier, parents, if you don't think you should talk to your kids about some shit, you need to talk to your kids about some shit. Communication works. In a relationship, when it's fucking up, y'all need to fucking talk about whatever the problems are and what's going on. And in America, with the shit that's going on, we've got to talk. Well, the way that people are carrying on about Trevor Noah, are we supposed to stifle conversation in our society? Because what they saying is you can't even be cordial with somebody that you had a conversation with after. Even though it wasn't Trevor Noah that did that, the fact that they went so hard that he might show a gesture of kindness after talking with somebody that he disagree. I don't agree with that. I don't I don't know if it's so much that it's just because it's somebody that he disagrees with as much as it is like the the what is the word that I'm looking for um the crazy shit that Tommy Loren says like I think it's because of who she is like I think if it had been somebody else that wasn't that hasn't said as like as much fucked up shit as her I don't know if people would have been as upset I think it had more to do with her and just like the hate people have her ass and feeling like he backtracked as instead of sticking to the conversation that they had that they saw it at cause she sent him no did she send the daily soul shit did she I doubt it doubt she was it. the guest Guess you don't gotta, guests don't have to do shit. They don't have to. You know what I'm saying? But she could have. I, I imagine the Daily Show just wanted her to be on. But this ain't the first controversial person that's been on the Daily Show. Yeah. Motherfuckers with John Stewart been on the Daily. It's crazy motherfuckers that been on the Daily Show with John Stewart. But then they get on Twitter the next day and be like, "Look at what John Stewart said." I think it was just that the way that she presented it. She just made it seem like, "Oh, we're we're good yeah, now." But, but why is is Trevor dying? Nosed with that you know what I'm saying why is he the one paying the price for how she responded to something you know what I'm saying like cause everybody already hate her it's just a lot of people <laughs> that don't I don't know I'm different I'm just different when it comes to race relations I understand that there is a scale on which motherfuckers exist a scale from Martin Luther King to fucking Malcolm X and there's some people out here that I can give a fuck less about white people can give a fuck less about existing with white people can give a fuck less on the other side I don't feel like that. I mean, we here now. White people is here now. I got a fucking red. I got one red hair in my beard. Inflammatory. That's what I was. Inflammatory. Her inflammatory statement. I couldn't think of the word. Sorry. I got one red hair in my beard. That comes from my Irish ancestry. I got white in me. I'm black as hell. But being a fucking member of America, I'm a part. This shit is a part of me now. I can't go nowhere that I will fit in more than I fit in here. I can't go anywhere that I will understand shit more than I understand shit here. Yes, it is fucked up. But I ain't going nowhere, number one. And number two, I'm not going to not have dialogue with people that I don't agree with in order to understand them more. We got to understand them more. We can put white people 
in a whole category who say shit that's racist or that we don't agree with. We can put all of them in a category of racist, but we can't call somebody who say nigga, you know, trying to be a comrade or trying to be cool. We can't put them in the same fucking box as a skinhead that done drug a nigga down the street in the truck. I mean, we gotta have conversations that discern these different motherfuckers. Again, I don't think it's. I think people felt like he was backtracking on what he said. I don't know that it's so much that they. How is he backtracking? By sending her cupcakes. But he didn't. That's what but I'm they saying. didn't know that. This, listen again. People based that off of what she said. She made it seem like he sent her those cupcakes. But the problem but is with the, her caption. But the problem is the interpretation of a kind gesture. Why couldn't it have just been a kind gesture was good talking to you? It can't be that. So what you're saying is we got to have that and we have to maintain the, the boundaries of enemy. Not even necessarily that. I, I wouldn't have sent the bitch no cupcakes, me personally. I wouldn't have done that. If I was going to send any, I don't know. I don't even know that I would have sent anything. I'm petty. But <laughs> it, it just these girly ass, flowery ass little cupcakes just I don't know. But not only that, he ain't American. Oh, he might be American. Yeah. Depending on whether he's obtained legal status, but he was not raised in America. He have different racial issues that he experienced in South Africa, being a, the child of a, a German father and a, a black and mother. And going through a part, but that's another reason why people were like, "What the fuck are you doing? You live through apartheid, and you sending this apartheid bitch cupcakes." Was different <laughs> because one of the fo- a follow up essay that he did on this he said in South Africa comedy always brought people together always he said they had political bullshit but comedy was where people came together and he said comedy was not prevalent very strongly in in South Africa like you can't tell nobody you're gonna be a comedian that's American (laughs) shit like in South Africa you ain't being a comedian you might get around some people and and have a little but he said it wasn't no stand ups it wasn't no nightclubs that did comedy and it's like it was a very small genre of people, but it, it always brought people together outside of the political agenda. Yeah. In America, the Daily Show is made to roast people using comedy. It's it made to belittle and make fun of people using comedy. And that's not something that he is very used to. And, it, and he said that this is something that Jon Stewart had a problem with being a comedian and being very politically aware. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that he say John Stewart had in that position. Yeah. And he's experiencing it from a different situation. And so But he didn't send her the cupcakes. That's the thing. He didn't even send them. But we didn't even give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? We didn't we didn't even sit to think, hmm, why? What's the motivation? We didn't even figure out what it was. Because maybe it would have maybe he said if he would have came out and said or if we would have given him an opportunity to come out and say, Yeah, I kinda went hard on her, wanted to send her some cupcakes, that would be different. We didn't know shit, but she posted a picture with a cupcake with his name tagged in it. And now this nigga's drug through the mud. And not only is he drug through the mud, but is half of the people who read on that shit ain't going to follow up with it and just not going to support him now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because but that's again, how fast that shit goes. She, why does she have to, po- I just feel like what, what does she have to do that for? Why post Listen, it? Listen, she in didn't the do first it for place. nothing. White people don't have to think about the shit that we have to think about. They don't have to consider that, well, damn, if I send her cupcakes, then how black people going to feel about that, given the bullshit she done said about black people and all that fuck. We the only ones that got to think about shit like that. When we send gifts or when we post pictures, we the only ones that got to think about it. White people don't got to think about shit. That's a part of white privilege. They don't have to think about nothing 
that fucked them up. I just feel like she did know that the, this was gonna be the reaction, and that's so. why she posted his name specifically and not the Daily Show. I don't think so, man. I think she did. I don't think all white people are sitting around a round table. I trying don't to figure out a way, you We're know what I'm saying? We're not talking about all white people. We're talking about this bitch. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think she genuinely is at the age and has had a family in a society. I believe it's a lot of white people who genuinely believe that shit. Yeah. Now, that don't mean it's right. That don't mean it's good. And if she does believe that shit, she believe it in the more extreme natures than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But... But that's what I makes me feel like she, she did no, that on purpose. I don't think she had no plan to say, hmm, how can I make black folks mad at Trevor Noah? Let me post a picture with a cupcake that was sent by the Daily Show and, and intentionally mislabel it as him sending it to me and black people going to get mad. I don't even want to give her the credit to understanding <laughs> black people to that level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't even want to give her the advantage of thinking that she understands black people to the level that she can craft some kind of plan like that. I don't think she do. Well, I, last time I didn't want to give Taylor Swift credit for you know putting on this large front like she was with the whole Kanye thing. Then that tape came out where the bitch knew about the line and she was doing this to get. That's different. How was it different? What do you mean how was it different? We talk. We talking about a unapologetic, unapologetic, non understanding white woman who has some kind of vendetta against brown people in America. Understanding a culture so intensely that she can fucking craft the plot to make people mad at a famous black man. But she doesn't no. have to understand the culture to understand that people hate her. People fucking hate her. And if she posts that he gave her something, I don't think you have to understand the culture. That's anybody. If I'm hated, if people hate me and then folks find out you was nice and gave me some shit. We both black. I feel like people be like, what the fuck you do that for? She a bitch. Why would you do that? I don't, I don't think even think she had to have an understanding of the culture to have an understanding that people fucking hate her. And people were excited it. that he read her on the show. And she was like, but he sent me cupcakes afterwards, though. So. I don't think she thought about it. I, okay. I can't give her that kind of credit. I Let's mean, see. I... I've been right on a couple of things this year that I can't talk about, but... <laughs> yep. And they not going to be talked about. And it hurts me, but... I'm gonna Maybe you can re up when 2017 come. <laughs> Wait, does Backpedal. this count? Does this count for the um uh, the 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 recap show of the year? Because that's a decision you get to make. Fuck, <laughs> I Damn ain't it. gonna make it. I said till 2017. Now, in all of this, I I said a lot, but let me. The main point is we shoot. Uh, shoot first and ask questions later as a culture we do we have always done that but that we don't we don't need to we need to assess and maybe this is just coming from an assessor and a logical mind and an analytical mind yeah but we definitely need to assess <laughs> what's going on because it's real easy to ruin a relationship of a person a, a, a background of a person or understand of a person because what's the likeliness of, of, of Trevor Noah doing this again in the future if it would help with somebody different you know what I'm saying if it would change their ideas or change their mind I mean or, again I think it, all he would need to do is just tell that don't send them no fucking cupcakes that ain't, <laughs> because that, that's where the problem came the problem was not him interviewing her the problem only came in when people felt like he 
sent her cupcakes in an, like and then and then and an apology to going so hard on her at the show. I think that it had them cut. Had she not posted that picture, we would not be having this conversation. Cause people wouldn't have been upset. They'd have been like, okay, he interviewed her. Think he did a good job. Everybody would have went on with their life. The reason why people got upset is because she posted that picture with the cupcake. So if the Daily Show don't send, and do they send cupcakes to everybody? That's another thing. You send cupcakes to this little blonde hair, blue eyed white girl. I wonder if this is something that they do with all their guests, or was it just with her? I don't know, and it don't even matter. Like it's just a fucking cupcake. It's what the cupcake could represent in people's minds, which is logical to me. It just don't make sense to me. I just well, but then right after this, conclusions. right after this, Charlemagne got on fucking Twitter. Okay, so I mean, we didn't even fucking. I didn't even get through with the shit. Yeah. So, that happened. Charlemagne was trying to get an interview with Tommy Lauren, mm-hmm. which didn't happen. But he ended up taking a picture with her. Like she had on a, a, a scully, he had on one, and they were kind of just like down. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Do you see color?" And then he got on Twitter posting that shit. Like, why? What is it? He said, "Why do? Why don't black women use their voices the way Tommy Lauren used her voice?" Yep, nigga. <laughs> How did all of this shit turn into blaming black women for some shit? <laughs> because we get blamed for every like fucking how, thing. How did it get there? I have no idea. How did it get there I from don't the know. beginning? Like, Charlamagne, first off, let me let me explain <laughs> some shit to you. Tommy Lauren was put on the Blaze Network by Glenn Beck through a YouTube video criticizing President Obama. So there was a host. A person that had a platform who took that white woman and put her <laughs> on another platform and there her, her celebrity stardom rose. Uh, you have a fucking platform, Charlemagne. <laughs> if you want to see some black women using their voices, put them on a fucking platform. And black women are using their voices. Well, Ava DuVernay, well, Lovey Ajayi, if we talk about the, Lo- <laughs> If we talk about the narrow vision of what he talking about, he could create that specifically for black yeah, women if he, he wants to. Yeah. It's a bunch of black women with their voices out here, but if you're talking about them being on a network, on a show that's woke, that's criticizing white America, that has a strong positive black following moving forward, that motherfuckers is trying to get her on an interview for that's white, Sean Hannity, <laughs> you know, oh, trying to get her on an interview. <laughs> if that's what you want, you can create that, Charlemagne. Create it. Don't just criticize people for or black women for not participating in something that you could give them. My whole thing was how my black ass got drugged into this shit in the first place. Like, how do you get from this bitch to black women need to be more like this bitch? Like, what? No. Mm-mm. Not in any form or fashion would I want to be anything like Tommy Lauren. No. Nope. I'm good. And then he tried to He gave himself Donkey of the day yeah. After the Cause people fucking Got all in his mentions Like you A simple motherfucker Oh uh, And then he got on and, and, and gave some stupid ass Explanation about He didn't mean it The way that he said it Okay Sure he didn't It's It's the same As the KKK Recently coming out Talking about That they are not White supremacists <laughs> Bitch, you can say what you want. <laughs> Pretty much. You're a white supremacist. And you know what, Charlemagne? You can say what the fuck you want to say to recover from the situation. You can give yourself don't care today. But when you said that shit, you meant that yep, shit. Yep, you meant because it exactly. Because one thing about you, you Charlemagne, is that you say what you mean. Yep. 
You might have said it in a way that you hoped wouldn't get you no bullshit, but you did. Now you can apologize for saying how you said it, but you meant the shit fuck that you that said. Thing. And I used to listen to the brilliant idiots, but fuck that guy. Listen, I mean, Charlemagne has said some shit that I genuinely agree with, and some profound shit on DJ Vlad's couch. Everywhere else, he's the an Breakfast idiot. Club. He just weird. He asks random weird questions. He asked Brandy what that mouth do. In the interview that they did. He asked Jay Farrow once he lost weight, did it help his stroke? (laughs) Like, I just feel like an executive told Charlemagne in a quiet, closed (laughs) conference, listen, man, you need to say some more vulgar shit. You need to be the one, because it ain't going to be Angela Yee. It ain't going to be DJ Envy. Everybody already know you're a wild card. Say some wild shit. Dick Gregory even had, man, if y'all would listen to the, the Breakfast Club interview with Dick Gregory, like, he wasn't letting Charlemagne have none of that crazy shit he be doing. <laughs> <laughs> like he, Charlemagne just shut up at one point, you know, about that weird shit. But I don't know, man. I mean, and, and me, we entitled to make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. But there is a certain level of mistake that will snowball into some bullshit that people ain't gonna be able to forgive you for nope. as a celebrity. Nope. That's just how it is, you know. And with the state of our country where it's in, just I don't. E- why would that even be something that you would even think to say? Like I just for what we ain't going through enough shit right now, and now you want to blame me for this shit? No, mm Sorry, Charlemagne, with your skin bleaching ass. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Fuck that guy. He fuck was- him. Like I say, fuck Kingston right now. I'll yeah. forgive Kingston. I'm not gonna forgive Charlemagne. <laughs> fuck that dude. I try to give people chances, man, but when you when your bullshit is repetitive, I ain't got time for it no more. Mm-mm. You know, like I can deal with like interval bullshit. But when your bullshit just keep when the intervals are shorter and shorter and shorter, I can't get with it. It's the same for Umar Johnson, you know what I'm saying, with me, like it's the same for David Banner with me. I was watching the David Banner interview on oh he was on DJ Vlad Couch. It was like an hour, maybe a little bit more than that. And I was with him for the first 45 minutes. And then he started going into, so I'm going to kill some white man shit. And I was like, oh, hell well, no. What the fuck happened? Fell off the rails. Like, this, this nigga personality just changed legitimately. I'm like, so now I can't be with you no, none of the way. I can't even condone the shit you said earlier. You done too much. You, you know, too because that's how, and, and you know what? That's how white America fuck with black, black yeah. America. You can't even take a good ass speech that somebody that they don't like or a good ass phrase of somebody that they don't like and support that person because now you represent the worst of their ideals yep. it's the same for Black Lives Matter like motherfuckers talk about like what she said on the interview pigs from like bacon and shit like that like and Trevor Noah pointed out look that's that's one or two people in a group of thousands like how is that what represents the whole group because a few done said that you know what yep. I'm saying? That's like the bad cops that we find out here doing bullshit. That's like identifying all the bad cops by them. You know what I'm saying? Why does that work so well when it comes to black people? But it don't know, work for it nothing don't work else. for white people. Nope. It's Do because you. they get to craft every single dialogue that exists in this country. And that's the problem with, with problem with Tommy. Cause she the same. She said something similar to that. That you can't. All cops are bad. You because you have these one or two. She has said that shit. But all the Black Lives Matters. But like you can't in the same sentence say both of those things. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. Man, I like Trevor Noah. Man, I'm a, I'm gonna support Trevor Noah. I don't 
I have I mean, a problem. I don't with even him. like the Daily Show. Yeah, but I really you know, watch I watch the clips when he passed when they passed by me on Facebook yeah, and whatnot. You know, <laughs> that's the only time I watched that shit. So I did the same thing when John Stewart was on there. I would watch the clips. I never really watched the show. Um, I just hate that we so quick to jump to somebody and rip them apart. You know, when they may not even deserve it, and then it's some shit that they can't recover from from that. It's fucked up to me. Yeah. You know, but it also showed the power in what white people can make us do against each other. Yeah, that bitch posted a cupcake, <laughs> and we ripped this nigga apart as a culture. <laughs> like it showed how much power that she had. Now every what? white motherfucker that go on a show, they gonna post a picture of a cupcake and hashtag a motherfucker name. And we gonna roast them? But how is that any different from what white women have been doing for centuries? This is the same thing I said about Taylor Swift and that whole Kanye thing. Taylor Swift is the kind of white woman that would have been like, he looked at me wrong and Kanye would have been swinging from a tree. Like, they've been doing this for generations and years. Because Tommy white not people doing- ain't in a position where they need to be collaborative. And no. they need to unify. They not in a position. Nope. They can do what the fuck they want to do. And, and you know do. what? It ain't nothing special. It's just Tuesday. Yep. For the fuck shit they do. You know what I'm saying? Just another day. Yep. But for us, we don't need to be tearing up each other unnecessarily. If a nigga do some crazy shit, roast that ass. Black Twitter, come and get him. But we do need to find out. We do need to know that a motherfucker need to be roasted before we go in on them about this culture. And I just feel like it need to be a, a more targeted way of what the problem is. What's the problem? How do we fix it? How do we communicate to them that, hey, next time you have an interview, can you do this? Or can you not do this? Like, instead of saying, well, we ain't gonna support this motherfucker no more. Like, it's more <laughs> ways. Like, they, it's black people with platforms. Yeah. If we can find a way to communicate with the black people with platforms as to if they can do some shit better, we need to figure out a way how to do that. But anyway, that's what I meant with that. So. Whatever. Young Thug. Young decided thug. that he was in an airport and he offered two of the women that worked in the airport $15,000 to quit their job and then became uh, began calling them all of these racist-ass, nappy-headed, all these little stupid-ass names because they wouldn't take $15,000 to quit a job that probably comes with benefits and, and, and all kinds of security. For $15,000. Yeah, mind you, that it's probably more than $15,000 a year. To I'm make. sure that it is. All that shit you have to go through to work in the fucking uh, airports now, I'm sure it is. He, if, man, nigga, if you try to get somebody to take your 15 G's, go into McDonald's. Go somewhere <laughs> where the salary definitely ain't fucking more than that. You know what I'm saying? Go to McDonald's. Yeah. Go to Burger King. Because they would have been like, shit, wait a minute. I'll out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That is, I ain't watch it. I'm tired of seeing Young Thug related shit. He's so disgusting looking. Here's my thing. Like, you sitting here looking like fucking the plague talking shit to, to two people who are just doing their job. I can't wait till he goes into obscurity. I'm so excited when I won't have to look at that mug ever again in life. He released some Instagram rants about Black Lives Matter and shit. He was basically saying, you know, yeah, Black Lives Matter and shit, but, you know, I'm a rapper. I ain't worried about that shit. I don't pay attention to that shit. I ain't no politician. I ain't, you know, saying 
what's my point? What difference do my point make? Calling you a rapper is a stretch too, my nigga. Just FYI. He a rapper? Is he? Yeah. He a shit rapper. He got in the same door as Soulja Boy. <laughs> that back alley ass. Hey, come through this back alley. Yeah, I feel like he had to do a little bit more to get through that door with Baby than Soulja Boy did. Now, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that might hurt. Get me in the door, Mike. <laughs> the back door. some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For everybody who get in the back door. I don't know. I just... I feel like he did a lot more to get to where he is. It's, it's just some rappers out here <laughs> who... I'm calling them rappers because they just a part of the genre. <laughs> but they didn't get to rap the way you supposed to. <laughs> I don't know how they got it. Like Lil Yaki and Kodak Black and all these random that ass rappers. Ain't Kodak Black the motherfucker that had them little puff balls on his head? That nigga is unfortunate looking too. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite unfortunate. I saw him and I was like... This he looked like, look like, you know, one of the old caricatures that... White people used to draw black oh, people. Oh, Piccaninny. He looked yeah, like a Piccaninny. Exactly. If y'all don't know what a Piccaninny is, look up Piccaninny and then look at Cody Black and tell me he don't look like a Piccaninny. He looks like a Piccaninny. And the thing is, I don't think we'd be saying this shit about him <laughs> if he was intelligent in law school, had a uh, you know a yeah. decent hairstyle and yeah. a suit. But yeah. you know what? Ignorance comes with this kind of criticality. Okay. Yep. Did he rape somebody? Ain't he been in trouble I for rape? I don't know. Now I gotta look it up because I feel like I have no idea. I feel like he, he just, just got beat out a case, of jail, but I think it was for but a rape. He got extradited to to another state to face maybe that rape charge. He got okay. let go on some charge, but he got extradited for some other charge. I don't know what it is. I don't even know any songs by yeah. him. Like I. I have no idea. He need to add to his name. He need to be Kodak Black as hell. That's what he need to be. <laughs> yep. He has a rape charge. He was extradited to South Carolina. He has a sexual battery charge. Yep. I thought he was. And then you got the nerve to look like that and be a rapist. Oh, okay. Looking like a pickaninny. Hmm. That's horrible. It's unfortunate. You don't ever want to look like no slave caricatures. That's. <laughs> That's um. Let me. Uh, you need. Do you know what a picking it? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that shit. Man, sound that shit out. Google it correctly for your ass. I did, but it it didn't. How did you spell it? Like I don't want to pick it in Is this it? Tell me he don't look like that shit. I know. I Eating know that watermelon. Like. He looked like a picking in you never want to look like a, a slave caricature again. That's just, but and, he does look like a pickin' and, and it's not only it's not because you're dark skin. No, he it's look because you're dark skin. <laughs> you look like one, and you're ignorant as fuck. Pretty much. I need to listen to some of these rappers' music. I don't know it, him. I think I made a um. Did you look Yachty Vert? Little Yachty. Did you look? Is it Yachty? Yachty? Whatever the fuck. Or I care, I, but I did a stupid in the beat. Don't he sing that broccoli song? No idea. I think he sing a song called Broccoli because I think I did a stupid in the beat on that shit. That's the only reason I know his song. I don't know nothing about Kodak Black. Who else you said? Little Uzi Vert. Why is it Uzi Vert? I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't. 
Ver- I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know none of this new music. I have teenagers come in and I always give them. Oh, so for the wrap up show, I want us to do something. I want you to make a soundtrack to your life, but you can only use 10 songs. For what? Set for the wrap up show. Okay. 10 songs. 10 songs soundtrack of my life. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm going to do it too, but I guess um, I need to do songs that are most commonly known. Not necessarily. If just songs that represent different times of your life, but I, I, have, I, I said that to say I have teenagers come in and I have them do that as an assignment and mm-hmm. most of the songs I'd be like, "Who the fuck is this?" I don't know none of these oh, new rappers. rappers. None. I I can do that. So we'll do that for the rap show. Me I will. As I should, I got I I had it. You need to get them to do it too. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get them I'll let them know that they need to do it too. I think that'll be cool. Um but yeah, so I think we have one more thing and I'm excited to talk about this. Lee Daniels. Y'all know Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels is responsible for The Butler and Precious. This is why I want to talk about this because this is the motherfucker that made Precious. And if y'all haven't seen Precious, I've said it before. I will say it again. Don't fucking watch it because it's the most depressing, stupid ass fucking movie ever known to man with no point other than to just be sad and to show the most horrific possible life for a young black female of a single mother who ain't shit. Like it, it, ugh. The worst. It's the worst. Precious is like one of the my top five worst movies ever. Precious is in that top five. I hope uh, for colored girls is too. It is good. good Both good. of them. That shit is that movie is like if you a dude especially that if you a good you dude, ain't shit according to that movie. It's like taking a, it's like instead of liquor in a cup, it's actual depression. It's like it gonna make you sad and feel shit about yourself. <laughs> that's, like, that's how what precious that movie is. is. That's how I precious it is. If you it ain't had nothing it. about precious that made me want to see that movie. I don't period. even know how the fuck I ended up watching that shit. I think my mom wanted. I feel like I saw it with her, which was really hard because I I curse a lot. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but I do not curse around my mom. Just out of respect, I never have, and so it was extremely Excruciatingly difficult to sit in that movie and not be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, oh, uh, this is the fucking like. It was so hard not to do that, but I'm pretty sure I saw it with my mom. So Lee Daniels was in a conversation and and came up to the point where he said that he has not embraced racism and he wouldn't be where he is if he had embraced racism. And he feel like if he had embraced racism, he would be an angry black man. Kind of the implication that racism ain't had no effect on what's, you know, what's been going on in his world. Lee, first of all, The Butler and Precious are both movies that I would constitute as black struggle movies. I've shared my... (laughs) How I feel about that. You've made black struggle movies. Isn't he a writer on Empire? Mm-hmm. Like nothing that you've done has shown black people. I haven't seen the butler, so I can't say it, But in a positive light. Because Precious just all of the... St- every stereotype that you can think of somebody that lives in like the projects and, and has a single parent, uh, a single mom for a mom and dad's not involved. Every negative stereotype that you could possibly think of is embodied in that movie. Monique is the shittiest, most DH, like R worthy mom ever. Precious is the most damaged, most ignorant, 
uh, child ever who just out here making babies and 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 letting her step her step dads have sex with her and Monique's blaming her. Like it's j- every negative stereotype all wrapped up in one fuck ass movie. I haven't really embraced these gas prices. But when I pay for them, that amount of money come out of my fucking bank account. <laughs> I had not really embraced the evidence that, you know, McDonald's burgers fuck up your fucking heart valve. But you know what? My heart is compromised <laughs> because of these fucking hamburgers that I'm eating. Look, not embracing something does not mean it don't exist. Now, I don't want to be so forward to my last little point about us jumping to conclusions. I don't want to be so far as to saying that the way he said it is how he meant it. He might not have meant it that way. But the way that the dialogue go- went with him in this interview, it sounds like that he's trying not to acknowledge racism. Which is crazy considering he has previous acknowledged yeah, he's it. acknowledged how racism done affected yeah. his funding for the butler. Yep. He's acknowledged how... Uh, Hollywood has influenced uh, racism in, in the African-American community as That's far so, as it yep. comes to directors and producers. Like, he's used it at times when it's been convenient, but to say that I'm not embracing it. What the so, fuck does embracing it even mean? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> what I does it... What, well, how does one embrace it? It sounds like it means ignore that shit. It sounds like it means if I... If I think that it's racist when white people say racist thing to me, then it wouldn't put me where I am. If they call me a nigger in the boardroom and I get angry, now I'm the angry black man and I'm not going to get that job. If I just smile and tap dance when they call me a nigger, Do I'll that get jig. that money. Do that jig. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. that. I don't know what that means. It ain't Lee Daniels gay. Isn't he gay? I think, yeah, I think he's gay. So you got you living with two struggles, and you out here talking about you ain't embracing. Okay, I guess you don't embrace homophobia either. I mean, I'll follow up and see if he, you know, reiterate or talk about what he's talking about because I'm pretty sure Twitter going in on him. I'm sure they are Twitter. So yes, indeed. And maybe he will, and maybe he won't. But he need to be given an opportunity (laughs) to clarify so we can help him understand. Listen, Lee Daniels, let us tell you how that don't really represent us. And he got a new show coming out called Star with a white protagonist. And he's saying that his reasoning for having a white protagonist with a bunch of around the other bunch of black women that takes place in Atlanta, which is a city, city that's predominantly black. He said that America needs time to heal and the white girl is so fabulous that he believed black people will accept her and white people will accept her. Because it ain't enough white bitches on, on TV right now. It ain't, it ain't, you know, you don't have girls on HBO. You don't have the new girl on Fox. You don't have all of these shows that already have a ton of white female protagonists. I mean, this year has been the blackest year for like television shows with Atlanta and Insecure and we're just now fucking coming into the conversation and now you talking about white people we need to bring them back in and come on and um, i mean the idea <laughs> that the way as a producer that's supposed to heal is that a white person is supposed to be the main white character. savior why why white savior because they why, save should us. Everybody, <laughs> why shouldn't everybody just be black and portraying a positive message or whatever message you feel will heal the black community because we need a white savior on point, we gotta Listen, have Lee a white savior. I'm gonna tell you right, Lee Daniels. <laughs> I don't care how well intentioned this shit is. 
I don't care if what you said was a mistake and it's supposed to be right. Your black ass ain't finna heal America. Nope. Nobody black ass finna heal America. Nope. I don't know what it takes to heal America at this point right now, especially with what's transpired politically. But it ain't gonna be a fucking TV show with mostly black people in Atlanta and a fabulous fucking white woman. <laughs> Who the fuck says shit like she's a fabulous white girl? And I think Family Daniels. Oh my god. But race relations in America is stupid right now. Yeah, it, it looks it's like, always been stupid. Yeah, but it's at a height of stupidity yeah, I don't right want the now. Illusion to, to be that it, it had me, but you know what the thing is, it's gonna be different, man. These kids are growing up with awareness that we didn't grow up with. Yeah, you know, I, I just feel like when they get older. And when they get in positions to start running stuff, America is gonna be different. Let's hope because so. up to, up to like all my little high school and stuff, it wasn't no social media. I mean, it, it started coming around. It was social media. You can go find stuff on the internet, but it wasn't like this, you know. So I feel like I would be a different person if I had grown up watching these police shootings and seeing all of these different, you know, race related incidents and, and being able to have access to all of these different understandings about race and politics and ideas you know because the only thing i've ever seen on tv when i was little was right the king getting beat and that's the only thing i ever oh, saw and yeah. i saw it multiple times it's just anytime something came up that would be the thing that everybody that would, would go back to yeah you know they would never play nothing else so i mean today is way different mm -hmm. and social media has done that yeah it's creating kids with a different way of understanding race in america and I, hopefully that is going to help down the line but i guess we gonna find out we will but anyway, that's all I got over there. So. Oh, I guess I'm going to go home and <laughs> not lick my wounds, but dress them, little fucker. Don't be like that. Ten years I've had this little motherfucker. Listen, you're going to have a 16-year-old that might cuss you out one day. So Somebody else said that to me this morning about, well, what you going to do when you have a teenager? Probably the same fucking thing that I'm <laughs> That's why I ain't got no kids. That's <laughs> why I'm childless. That's why I have dogs. Because that's going to be difficult. He ain't even a, he's a senior citizen. He ain't no teenager. Little fucker. Old ass. Well, he should be forgiven more easily then, right? Why not? I don't forgive. I get even. Everybody forgive old people. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they bite. If some old person put their dentures in and take a plug out of you, I don't know that you're going to be so quick to forgive they them. They ain't getting their motherfucking dentures back. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> throw them bitches on the ground and smush them. <laughs> Better get that. you some mashed potatoes, bitch. I don't, you ain't eating nothing else. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to an old person. But you know I'm what? faster would, than an old person. Ain't no way in hell they going to bite me and before I intervene. I would feed them grits because, you know, grits get stuck everywhere. So That's they just horrible. be sitting there. I'm up. You going to force feed them grits? Uh -uh. You going to force feed an old person grits? No, I ain't going to force feed them. But if you ain't got shit else to eat but these grits, I ain't giving you nothing else. You going to eat these grits. And then you going <laughs> to get all of them grits all over your mouth, all in your crevices because you ain't got no teeth and it's just folds of skin in there. And then you going to be trying to get rid of grits residue. For the longest, That's because weird. I'm petty That's and passive visuals. aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> These are weird visuals about this shit. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm petty. Anyway, whatever. You got anything else on your mind? No. Neither do I. So, 
Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Thank you.